Hello and welcome to Beckett Talks, the podcast series from Leeds Beckett University. In these podcasts, we will be showcasing our diverse community of students and academics, touching on the important themes that surround universities today. Hello and welcome to the second series of Beckett Talks. Today, Rachel Lofthouse, a professor of teacher education in the Carnegie School of Education, talks to us about mentors in the education sector. She will discuss what a mentor is, the challenges they face and the benefits of their experience and knowledge. Thank you, Professor Rachel Lofthouse. Hello, my name is Rachel Lofthouse. My podcast is going to be about mentoring. Now, in teacher education, mentoring has been a phenomenon, a practice for probably 30 years, certainly since I trained to teach, which is 30 years ago. And a mentor is somebody who works alongside perhaps a student teacher, a new teacher, a teacher taking on a new role or responsibility, perhaps in leadership, who can support them, guide them, talk to them, help them problem solve, and in some cases, be part of a system that quality assures their work and confirms that they are eligible for a qualification. So just a little bit of context. In England, which is where I work, we are subject to the policies of the Department for Education who significantly shape, influence, dictate to some extent the ways that teachers are initially trained and also how they are supported to move through their career. There's a raft of new qualifications and frameworks that have been devised, published, and are now on the books in England, including initial teacher training in the early career for teachers, the early career framework, and now a whole raft of new national professional qualifications for teachers moving through different career and leadership stages. They all mention the capacity or the need for mentors to support people at these critical career stages. They all indicate the work of mentors as crucial in supporting the infrastructure of learning and training and development. What they probably don't do quite as much as I'd like them to do is really explore what that means, is really expand on what the repertoire of a mentor might need to be. And actually, this is a podcast to fill that gap. So I am thinking here about mentors and I'm thinking about the legacy that mentors can create. And I'm thinking about that from the point of view of the legacy for the individual that they mentor. And a mentor may only be a mentor once in their career or they may be a mentor multiple times in their career. But I'm thinking about each individual that they mentor, the legacy for them. I'm also thinking about the legacy that mentors create in the cohort, in the the new entrance as a collective to the profession and the capacity of those new entrants at any given time to further the work of that profession, to strengthen the quality of the work rather than leave it vulnerable to the fact that we're constantly having to bring new people in who are fresh, yes, hopefully well-educated, yes, 
but inevitably somewhat naive, inevitably new on the job. They don't have that memory that they can return to of how they've done things well in the past. They're building those memories up. But a mentor can help to create in those new entrants as a collective the capacity to keep learning, to keep developing throughout those early years into their later years in that profession. I'm also, as I'm talking here about teachers, but we could be talking about nurses, doctors, any other profession. I'm thinking about the legacy that mentors have on not just the professionals that they work with, but who those professionals work with and for. So in teaching, clearly, I'm thinking about the learner, the pupil, the student, the individuals in the classes that those teachers teach, for whom they have pastoral and curriculum responsibility. And the fact that so much of an education budget, the resource that we have available to us to spend in our schools and colleges and universities is dedicated to employing teachers, employing leaders, and that if we're going to make the best of that money through the best deployment of teachers, then we need to continue to support them and that mentors can create that legacy by continuing to support them to do the very best job they can so that the money invested in them, the resource that it takes to train and employ them is really well spent. So that children and young people have the very best possible experiences of education with the best possible outcomes. So legacy in that respect as well. The Carnegie School of Education offers distinctive and creative courses that are designed to respond to the changes taking place in society. The courses develop students' nurturing skills and equip them with the knowledge and expertise to make a difference to the lives of children and young people. The outstanding support offered to students helps build their career and develop their professional skills, with additional sessions that will set them apart in a competitive job market. The school's aim is to focus on the diverse skills required to create a generation of inspirational educators. So, if a career in education interests you, whether you're starting out on your educational journey or wishing to progress professionally, go to leedsbeckett.ac.uk forward slash CSE for more information. One of the wonderful things about having a fantastic mentor is that they can make you feel safe. They create safety. That doesn't mean that they make everything easy or cosy. It's not a democracy. But what they can do is they can create a sense that it's okay to step into the unknown, to take on the additional challenge, to push yourself. Because as a mentor, they're looking out for you. They're able to offer advice when you seek it. They have your back and they understand the challenges that you're taking on. They don't make you feel vulnerable or foolish. They accept that sometimes you'll falter a little bit, that you will feel vulnerable. But they don't add to that. What they do is they create that safety. Without that, it's almost impossible for any of the other work that they are able to do as a mentor to happen. Because without that sense of safety, at the point when we feel vulnerable, it is difficult to stay calm. It is difficult to take that courageous step. It is difficult to calm the chaos in your head with all the dilemmas that you're now being faced with in your new role. You do need a place of safety. 
and mentors can provide that. Given that a mentor is often there at a point in time when we're taking our first steps into a new role or a new responsibility, what a mentor can also do is they can help to create the pathways that we need for us to take those steps along. So there are formal training routes. There may be formal monitoring, qualification, quality points. But a mentor can also get to know the person they're mentoring and understand the context that they're working in. In a school, for example, the specific classes they're teaching, the specific curriculum they're responsible for, the additional roles and responsibilities that they have. And they can recognise what pathways will need to be trodden and they can signpost they can clear away some of the stuff that might trip us up or get in our way and they create these pathways along which we can walk in order for our work to progress so mentors create pathways mentors also create perspective they can help us raise our gaze We can get so bogged down when we're doing a new job, when everything is crashing in and it's difficult and the to-do list seems endless. A mentor can be the person who says, hold on there, let's take a step back. Let's breathe a bit more deeply. Yes, let's worry about what tomorrow will bring, but let's remember that tomorrow is the first day of many more and let's actually look a bit beyond that and be ambitious and confident for what's coming later and take the small steps we need for tomorrow. They can help us see that the challenge that we seem to face, so let's be honest, as a new teacher, there will be some children that we meet that we can find unfathomable. We're just bewildered by them. They don't behave in a way that's familiar to us. They're not conforming to the system that's being set up by a school, for example. And we just think, goodness me, how can I possibly help and teach this child? Well, again, a mentor can help bring a fresh perspective to that situation. They might have some additional insights. They might be able to remind you that the first thing you do is work on the relationships, that after you've built some relationships, you can start to better understand the needs of that child or that learner. So they can help you to create perspective. Mentors also create cultures. Now, what I mean by that is that a lively, dynamic workplace is the sort of workplace that most of us want to work in. I'm not saying that we always want them to be unpredictable or chaotic. That would be hard work. But we want them to be dynamic. We want them to be fluid. We want them to be exciting. We want to feel that our talents are being well used. We want to feel that we're learning as we work that we're progressing, we're developing, that we're getting better. We want to feel that we're contributing significantly, that we're making a difference, that it actually matters that it's us who are there doing that work. And feeling those things, experiencing those things in a workplace is the result of the culture of that workplace for the people who are employed there. So for teachers, the culture of the school for the teachers who are employed there not just the culture of the school for the learners, because actually schools create unique cultures and mentors are part of creating that culture. They give permission for learning. They create opportunities. They give us confidence 
to contribute. And every contribution we make helps to build the culture for us and for others. Even something as simple as having the confidence to sit down in a staff room and start a conversation with a teacher who's clearly been in the job for a long time, who's wise, who's experienced, who might be quite opinionated. Even having the confidence to go into that space and enter into a conversation from which we can learn that's part of a culture. Now, a mentor can really help us gain that sense of confidence, that self-determination as a new teacher, that every conversation we have could be one which helps us in our job, but also which might offer an insight, a fresh idea to somebody else. And that sometimes it is us as a new entrant into the profession who's making those vital, valid contributions to those who have been in the profession for that bit longer. So mentors create those cultures. Mentors also create opportunities. They notice what we're good at. They point us in the direction of other people who would share our interests. They help us understand who else we can learn from, because it certainly won't always be the mentor. They help us to think productively about the challenges that we're in. They create the space for opportunity to come knocking. And again, most of us working in the professions want to have doors opening at a point in time which is right, but which creates an opportunity for us to grow, to develop, to make a contribution for others. And mentors can be that person who notices us as an individual and who creates that opportunity. And so to draw this to a close, and this does sound like a very, as I said, optimistic podcast, and it is deliberately so, I think we can look at mentors as critical in creating the future. They create the future by working well with individuals who will continue to work in the profession or if we're talking about community mentors in the community to make a contribution to change the lives of others, to support the well-being of others, to support the development of others. Mentors create futures. And putting this back in the context of the rapid changes happening in teacher education and teacher training in England, but actually also around the world, we cannot create sustainable, optimistic, well-balanced futures in any walk of life without trusting in the capacity of individuals to make the contribution We cannot wait for a hero head teacher, for example, to come through a door, transform a school single-handedly, create a future where all the teachers can do their very best work, where all the learners can learn, develop, grow, mature, be happy individuals, gain the qualifications. That responsibility cannot rest with one person. It certainly cannot rest with the policymaker. That responsibility rests with the network of people who take on roles like mentoring, who invest time and effort in others to enable all of those others to start well in their careers, to develop well through their careers and continue to be the best they can be in whichever contexts they find themselves in. 
Now, I trained to teach 30 years ago, but I remember my mentors. I remember the conversations I had with them. I remember the motivation they gave me. I've worked with student teachers for 21 years and also very much with their mentors. I know what difference it can make. I've researched mentoring. I've published in the field of mentoring. I know that mentoring can be an additional burden on an already extraordinarily busy workload. I also know that not every teacher or leader is an ideal mentor. So we need to find those people who are, and we need to give them the capacity to learn to do their job as mentors alongside their job as teachers or leaders really well. I believe that applies in other professions. I believe it to be a truth from the past, in the present, and will continue to be in the future. Whatever new frameworks are created, constructed and rolled out, we will find ourselves in a better place if we give ourselves the chance to create mentors who can create the legacies that we need. Thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. I hope you found it interesting. If you are interested further and you work in the field of teaching, teacher education, teacher training, please have a look at what we're doing at the Carnegie School of Education and specifically have a look at my research and practice centre, which is called Collective Ed, the Centre for Coaching, Mentoring and Professional Learning. There's a lot going on there and there will be a lot going on there in the future. And you're very, very welcome to join us and find out more. The Beckett Talk podcasts are released every Tuesday. So don't forget to check our social media channels on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook to find out more details on our next episode. See you next week.